1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious
0: breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop
1: now at Hero.co. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Long and Winding Railroad here on post-wrestling my name is wh park and uh today we are going to do episode what is this episode episode 27 Wow, 27 episodes that's um, unbelievable and uh you know we we like to use this show to to talk about primarily the, the 90s era of all japan Pro wrestling uh what i feel is the the uh the pinnacle of in-ring professional wrestling action. But but today, we're, we're going to kind of step out of those boundaries a little, uh, and which we, we've done before. Uh, actually, last episode, we, we looked at uh, a match from the 2000s with Kojima versus Kawada for the Triple Crown with Karen Peterson. But today, we're going to talk with a returning guest to the Long and Winding Railroad, and that is uh, my good friend here from uh, Vancouver, out in the west coast of canada it's a uh, independent wrestling sensation daniel makabe or how, how how do you pronounce the last name you're
0: the one you're the one who lived in japan for years so i don't know like it's my it's makabe right but it's like, makabe I, right so like you're the i, I, I get makabe all the time right so i like
1: I, makabe i i, I like kind of thinking you're like the the illegitimate bastard son of uh, Togi makabe <laughs>
0: that's where the name came from so as i mean it's not it's not maccabee that's one i've gotten (laughs) before that's very wrong for sure so (laughs) i said that uh, makes me laugh sorry yeah no that makes it sound like it's a scottish last name but yeah no yeah daniel daniel maccabay maccabay
1: hey listen dude we ever we ever go to japan like you know like we're there at the same time we just we just pretend you're like half japanese or, or something
0: say yeah. i've got stories i feel really bad because I, i'm i've had people assume that i am yeah. and i'm definitely not and it and you know the name was an inside joke with my friends like 20 right. 20 plus years ago that i did not expect to stick i probably should have changed it at some point because i don't know like nah, it's if, fine if it's I, culturally I, insensitive no, I I, don't, I
1: never thought that listen if anyone's like on about like cultural insensitivity, especially about like Asian stuff. It, it's yeah. me. I, I never thought about it. So I was yeah. like, oh, it's a cool name. I, I don't know if it was an homage. This is the first time I'm learning that it's kind of a, it, a inside joke or an homage to uh, Makabe. It,
0: it 100% was. And you know what? The, the origin of the name was back, uh, I, I mean, even before I trained professionally, me and my friends just horsing around, backyarding, and we were trying to come up with names. And I had just, met my friends and joined with their group and was trying to come up with a name. And this was at the point that uh, Shinya Makabe was, um, he was a junior. He wasn't quite young boy status anymore. He was like starting to, you know, he was in best of the super juniors. He was teaming with Liger and and some big like six mans and stuff, especially like I recall in the the new Japan versus Osaka pro feud. There's a really good six man that he's in on the new Japan side. so he's getting, like, a little bit of a rub, but he still has black tights, black boots, very kind of basic um, kind of just um, presentation, right? right? He hasn't gone off. He went for an excursion later. Actually, I have a friend who was on excursion with him in, like, England a couple of years later. Um, and then he comes back and does the whole, you know, the Bruiser Brody and the Togi yeah. and and the whole thing, right? But at this point, like, I think he debuts as a young boy in like 97 or 98 and this is like 2001 and it's like man this guy can't get a break like i don't know why i took to him like because he really hadn't blossomed to what he would become but i i kind of liked him and i thought is this guy ever gonna graduate past the black boots and black tights and the very basic moveset with boston crabs and body slams and whatever and i jokingly said with my friends when trying to come up with the names like oh you might as well I'm the new guy in town. I'm Daniel Malcabe. I'm, I'll be the resident, you know, young boy for our little group. That's fine. And like, Oh, that's kind of funny, but you know, that's, that's fine for now. I'll think of something else later. And that was in 2001. So here we are in 2022 yeah. and, and the name stuck with me. So yeah.
1: yeah, it's cool. I think, I mean, it stands out no one else has a name like you. So like in a, in a, in a market that's with like people with the name Austin or or Ace and or variations (laughs) of the thing of that it's like okay you're you know something Ace or you're Ace something or you're something Austin or you're Austin something it's just like okay no one's got your name it's cool I don't think anyone ever will so it's all that, good.
0: That that's fair. I actually had someone once joke that if I ever got signed to NXT and I had to come up with a, a different name, I could be Daniel Takayama. But be, uh, that that'd be perfect.
1: <laughs> exactly. They'll just bill you as like, oh, he's half Japanese. You know,
0: prob- so. probably would. That would be pretty bad. So
1: <laughs> it would it would kind of be. And then I'd be like, hey, I call, I DM you guys, like, you bet, don't don't do that. Please yeah. do not do that. Yeah. So, but uh, today uh, Daniel's here to talk about uh, a match that I I approached him. I said. Hey, you haven't been on. I, I, I like to have you back on the show. Um, what match do you want to do? And you were like, "Oh, can we? Are we just stuck in the '90s?" And I said, "No, we can. We can delve other other eras as well. Like it's up to you." And you have picked the match that we're going to talk about today. What match are we gonna are we gonna discuss today?
0: <laughs> I, probably not the match you expected me to pick when I uh, when I said like let's let's do '80s, right? Because uh, I mean, there's so many legendary matches in the 90s or so many legendary matches in the 80s. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just me trying to be like a, a hipster or a contrarian or wanting to pick something that's a little off the beaten path, but uh, we're going to talk about from the 1989 Real World Tag League. It is the team of Gnichiru Tenru and Stan Hansen versus uh, Giant Baba and Russia Kimura.
1: <laughs> and I, I remember thinking about this match. I was like, Oh that that is like, you know, really odd choice because when we think about all Japan work rate, even in, in the eighties, we don't yeah. really think about either Baba, who is of course the founder and promoter yeah. and president of of All Japan for Wrestling, or or Russia Kimura, who especially by eighty-nine, he's kind of really, really past his point, prime. And he was never really considered that great of a, of a worker. I believe like he's more of a character and he has a lot of charisma and that. And that more propelled of a, him.
0: a brawler. A brawler. Yeah. Prime, Yeah. More so he was a, like...
1: he, before all Japan, he was like, he was like the, the, the main star of a company called IWE in Japan, Correct. I believe. Yep. And then uh, he kind of journeyman around, I think even in new Japan. And then he finally settled in, in all Japan pro wrestling. And at that point he's, basically just kind of the mid-card guy he's even i think starting to do maybe some you know going into the comedy match realm with With, Eric guy again
0: everyone knows him from from the 90s and into the 2000s and noah right yeah that's what i think everyone would associate with 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 Rush (laughs) kimura
1: but i am familiar with parts of this match when you suggested to me, because I had done the finals of this real world tag league, which is Tenru and Hansen versus the Olympics, which is the team of Jumbo Suruda and Yoshiki Yatsu, and which is an awesome, awesome match. But the great thing about that particular match is that it is like almost an hour long, this video on YouTube, because they include clips of pretty much every other match uh, that these, that the, the Olympics and uh, Tenru and Hansen plus some other teams, have in this tag league and and one of them is the infamous famous opening spot of this match which is a tenru doing a tope onto giant baba yes and sends him into basically into the guardrail and then everyone's like freaking out oh my god he has destroyed giant baba because giant baba for being a tall man he is actually very um uh like he's not he doesn't have a very sturdy looking frame
0: he's fra- this- he's frail i mean he's frail could, looking yes he's pretty, he's pretty frail and i think that's probably a byproduct of you know his gigantism or, yeah. or whatever you know by the time he's shockingly like i i showed this match to my girlfriend and she was like how old is he like a hundred and i looked it up and he was only 51 in this match <laughs> but i mean he he looks every bit of yeah yeah
1: uh, older, he looks older. much older. Yeah, older, definitely.
0: and he moves older for sure. Um, but this is also a, a bygone era where you know b- people in their fifties in the eighties looked a lot older than people in the fifties nowadays do, right? Right. So, yeah,
1: I'm at a testament I, to that. I'm the, gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the big five zero next month. So. Are you? Yeah. am so, look, looking I'm, a bit better than I'm, Baba.
0: Oh, and well, I'm catching it. up. On, I'm almost forty, right? So well, there you go. There, there we are, right? So there you go. It's um, okay. We both look better than Giant Baba, I'd say. So,
1: I, uh, no offense to Giant. I love Giant Baba. But no do. offense to him. It's just just just, just stating a fact. But uh, so I I've seen like clips, and I was just thinking, how do you how do you get a good match? Like because like the team. Let's talk about just Tenru and Hanson. This is like a this is like a super team. This yep. is like when like if you want to talk about American wrestling in the eighties, yep. this is like when Dusty Rhodes teamed up with Nikita Koloff. That's that is the, like the superpowers, stat- right? The superpowers. It's 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 like Hogan and Savage teaming up. This is like the stature that these two men were on. And yeah. they formed this tag team in eighty nine. And and it was, it was I was like, What? And then yeah, so like I'm thinking, okay, they're they're gonna have a challenge with some of the other teams in this in this tournament. Which I'm gonna list all the teams that were actually in this league because it's a, it's a pretty interesting like league. I haven't seen all of it. Yeah. there is apparently like on IVP videos, they have three discs of this entire this entire tournament that I might eventually uh, get come across. You know, eventually get around to, to to picking up. If if I do, I'll I'll let you know and uh, let share some footage maybe if if that happens. I'm not saying I'm gonna do that, but may, yeah, it might happen. But anyways, we're all friends here. Anyways, uh, part of uh, yeah, this, so this match comes out of the 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 1989 Real World Tag League that featured 10 teams. It was held from November 17th to December 6th and was also not just a tournament. It was also to decide the the vacant world tag team titles, which you know they tended to like vacate the tag team titles tournament time every year.
0: I, they did that every year till like 92 or 93. Like, yeah. It was a recurring trend, which I I I don't know if I like it or not. I kind of like it, but I kind of feel I don't know. It's kind of a bummer for the team who has to vacate. Yeah, it. it's like
1: well, yeah. I don't I don't I think I always believe like a tournament should determine a contender their yeah. title match on a yeah. big show, not yeah. not the the actual championship unless the, it's already been vacated for other reasons. Correct. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about these teams. So we have Hanson and Tenru. We have the aforementioned Olympics Saruta. And Yatsu. We have Baba and Kimura. We also have the British Bulldogs, Dynamite Kid and Dave Boy Smith. But you know, like kind of past his prime dynamite kid, just kind of barely holding on at this point. Yeah. Um uh, this is a hell of a team. Abdullah Butcher and Tiger Jeet Singh. <laughs> uh, uh, here's a better team. The Can Am Express, Doug Furness, and Dan Crawford. Amazing. Uh, a very interesting kind of uh team here. Carrie Gordy teaming with not Steve Williams this is before the, the Steve Williams would be his regular tag team partner but Terry Gordy and wild Bill Irwin of the formerly of the Long Riders who I used to watch when I was watching like Montreal wrestling because yeah. they worked a lot in the the Montreal territory uh the, the footloose Samson Fuyuki and Toshiaki Kawada. the the nasty boys believe it or not the nasty boys worked in all Japan for wrestling Brian Knobbs and Jerry Sags and finally the team of the great Kabuki and Shinji Takano, um, who I don't believe got a lot of points in this. I match I can't match imagine match they match did match I, can't
0: match match. Match. I can't imagine the nasty boys got a lot of points. No, not,
1: I, not in 1989. I imagine they didn't make a lot of friends either. You know, given their <laughs> uh, their their kind of reputation that people talk about about them in in you know in WWF and WCW. But uh, anyways, this match is from. What's the date again? It is September November twenty ninth. Yep, yeah. nineteen eighty nine. It's from the Nakajima Sports Center in the lovely city of Sapporo in Hokkaido, which I've never been to. I've never been to Hokkaido. There's two places I have on my bucket list for Japan still, yeah. even though I lived there for almost ten years. And that is Hokkaido, and that is Okinawa. But next time I go, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do. I'm just Dan. Dan I'm just gonna be there for for a long time, like a month or something. I'm just gonna and go to check, I'm gonna it go, check it all off.
0: I, Hokkaido. I how, I I, I've been wanting to go to Japan since I graduated high school, and uh, and yeah, I still haven't managed to do it, and I don't know how I'm going to fit it all in. But uh, but yeah, one day, one day. But yeah, Hokkaido is the northernmost island, right? Yeah. How, like how far, or what's like the travel like to get there from like Tokyo?
1: I think it's just like it's it's like, A train like in an hour, two hours by 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 plane, and maybe oh okay, five yeah, yeah. hours by bullet train. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good thing because the bullet train does go directly there from Tokyo. Yeah. So, um, it's very easy to... Okinawa is a little bit farther because it's, like, you, it's actually a different island. So, you have to kind of cross a, a kind of body of water as well. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the southernmost part of Japan, which is, like, super hot. Yeah. So, it's either super hot. You go or either when it's super cold. hot. or no, no, no. Or, for Okinawa, it's either you go when it's super hot or when there's typhoons all the time. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So, Hokkaido is great because it's kind of, the climate is more like Canada or like particularly like here in Ontario, like they get snow and minus, you know, minus degree weather down there. So it's like, I could probably live in Hokkaido. And it's much more comfortable in the summer than most of central Japan, which is like just
0: disgustingly humid and hot. That's what I've heard. Super humid. You heard about like some of those G1 tours, like in the nineties and like, a lot of the buildings don't have air conditioning, so yeah, I can only imagine what it was like to wrestle in those buildings. But
1: now I think probably all those buildings have, have air conditioning. Yeah, air conditioning, except for Sumo Hall. It has air conditioning, but let me tell you, from experience, the air conditioning in the summer is not good. I I will I refuse to ever go back into Sumo Hall in the summer. Winter, no problem. I'll see a show then. Yeah. Summer. You're likely never going to see me no, back in Sumo. No, no G1 climax. That's no, no, no. Budokan, no problem. Great air conditioning in that nice. building. And uh, so yeah, so we're looking at the uh, day 12 of this uh, of this tournament. The attendance is listed on Cage Match as 4,800, and I can believe it. This crowd is very, very vocal, and it sounds like very, very full in this building. And, Absolutely. Uh, the heat in this match. Is unreal. And we'll talk about that as as we get into it. But I, I also want to run down this card with you. Yep. because uh, I, I, I I thought it was a pretty funny looking card. Uh to start off, our opening match is a singles match where Mitsuo Momoda defeated Yoshi Kikuchi in eight minutes and 43
0: seconds. So Kikuchi's kind of still a young boy. That would probably be really good. I've actually I, I recently watched I, I almost <laughs> suggested this. I thought it was too obscure. I watched a Momoda Versus Masafuchi junior title match from 1989. Recently, that was really good. Like I'm not even just saying that; it was unbelievably good. But I've been on a huge Masafuji kicks lately. So
1: right, I mean, Fuchi is just, especially when he's still like it, this is his prime, basically, yeah. like in the late 80s. He's yeah. he's amazing. Uh, another singles match follows. Isamu Taranishi take defeated uh, Haruka Aigen in 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, Following that, uh, Mighty Inoue defeated Richard Slinger, the cousin of Terry Gordy, in 7 minutes and 48 seconds. I think Richard Slinger is like one of the few foreigners to to be entered into the
0: All Japan Dojo uh, and trained there. Oh, I guess if you count Monica Mossman, he's he's definitely... Yeah, yeah. But otherwise... yeah yeah. But this would be before, I think, Kea oh this is that's dojo. way before way yeah. before yeah yeah um i can't think of any other ones i'm there might be some but yeah it's i not... think
1: Tenta did some training john Sorry.
0: tenta
1: oh tenta john...
0: tenta absolutely did yeah yeah yeah, tenta. yeah, yeah. sure
1: but yeah. i think richard sling was one of the first ones because of like you know probably terry gordy got him into the into the dojo yeah for sure, for sure. uh fuchi defeated yoshinari Agawa in 12 minutes 43 seconds that would be a good match
0: yeah yeah. because ogawa has always been good even as a young boy he's He's, just he's very young here for sure but yeah he's he has been always he's someone who was i think low low rated especially in the 90s because he was outshined by you know the greatest wrestlers of all time being on the same (laughs) roster as him right so also he's a junior and like Baba never really put a
1: spotlight on junior heavyweight wrestling in true. in his company. Uh, tag team match. This is interesting. The Nasty Boys defeated Akira Tawe and Ken Kobashi in 11 minutes and 54 seconds.
0: Interesting.
1: I mean, this is like when both guys are still. young. they're boys. both
0: really young too. And yeah, they're both really sure. young. Yeah,
1: not in not in the tournament, obviously. So, uh, Bill Irwin and Terry Gordy defeated Isao Takagi. And uh, Shinichi Nakano in 9 minutes and 50 seconds. And then our, uh, our real-world Tag League matches are Takano and Kabuki, def- uh, with two points, defeated the footloose of Fuyuki and Kawada, who had three points in 17 minutes and two seconds. Uh, the British Bulldogs defeated Abdullah Butcher and Tiger Singh in 8 minutes and 23 seconds. Uh, the Olympics... Uh, defeated the can-am express in 18 minutes and four seconds i i gotta track that down that would be good
0: that would be good, that be, would be good right
1: that's good, yeah. uh and finally uh we're the match we're gonna talk about is our main event tenru and hansen versus bava and kimura okay so um i don't know some background i guess like in my notes i i kind of talked about the story that bob and kimura way past their primes at this point in history and are usually doing comedy tag matches on the undercard and 10 ruin hands are like this dream super combo for this tournament. But, uh, I don't know what, what, would you have any kind of background information that you dug up for this match?
0: I, I, I don't, I don't really, I just think it's such an interesting dynamic and I wanted to come at things from a little bit of a different perspective from your usual guest on this show. Like, uh, way back when on episode two I think on the second show was we talked about uh, Kobashi and uh, Kikuchi versus Taui and Saruda. and I thought for a second I remember way back when you even said oh we should come back and do the, the Kobashi and Kikuchi versus Can-Am's match because that's such a legendary match I don't think you have, have you done that yet or I
1: haven't done that yet I think I think I have someone Who, in who's mind called, for
0: that who's for called her. dibs on it yeah um i thought about that for a second i thought, oh that would be perfect you know it's been a couple of years since i've been back and we can talk about that match it's such a legendary match but i thought i i and i told you you know i wanted to talk about some names that you hadn't featured on the show before and i don't know if you talked about any of these guys on the show maybe hansen but tender's not around in the 90s and i, I can't imagine bobber or, or Kamura coming up so no
1: so with with Tenru, I I with with the, the primer episode, which was about the formation of Triple Crown, he's definitely talked about in that. That makes sense. Yes. It, it is kind of a shame that, you know, like we don't really get to talk about Tenru that much. Because I love Tenru. I think he's one of the greatest of all time. Yep. And so any excuse actually to talk about Tenru, I I'm, I'm all for it. So yep. uh like I was like, yes. And and I've been very, very curious about this particular match because it's it is such an interesting pairing and and then you look online and see what other people think and my god people go like crazy with the praise for this match and i was like okay and I'm, I'm going to find I'm like without going kind of reading too deep into why I was like, OK, this person really liked it. They give it 10, 10, 10, 10 on cage match or, you know, it's like rated this many stars with some other people. And I'm like, OK, I was, let's see what. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, my God, I can see why, because, you know, getting ahead of myself a little bit, I I think when you watch this match and I would assume most people who are, who are watching this, us talk about it, have watched this match. It's like this match is like the perfect like textbook, like example of how you get heat yeah, uh, on, on, on a tag team, like, and how you get heat on two different members of the same tag team. And also at the same time and how you build a hot tag It's like, my God, the hot tag, like is just that it's, unbelievable because this crowd when the hot tag comes in when the first hot tag comes in this this there's only, there's only one there tag. There's, there's, only one only, tag, right. there's only one hot okay <laughs> yeah sorry like like when this hot tag happens nakajima's fourth and it just goes absolutely crazy it's unbelievable it is up there with like some of the biggest pops what we just lost daniel here uh we're getting him back here okay you're back we're good we're good good. uh it's up there with like some of the greatest pops in the history of all japan like you know like misawa beating jumbo you know kawada finally defeating misawa kobashi winning the triple crown it's 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 up there and and it's and we'll talk about why we're gonna we're gonna go through this this match but um yeah we should just go through it
0: absolutely absolutely I mean, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just kind of lead in and, and say, I think it's like the two big stars of like the sixties and the seventies versus maybe the two biggest stars of the eighties. I think that's like an interesting kind of dynamic too that, that you get. And, and yeah, well, I mean, we'll, well, as we talk about it, we'll go more into it, but I just think stylistically and just formulaically, like I think, um, like pro wrestlers at me, myself a pro wrestler, uh, I could learn a lot from watching this match on on you don't necessarily have to fall into certain formulas and certain tropes when it comes to putting a tag match together.
1: No, definitely not. I mean, this thing follows certain tropes is like it's kind of te- I say it's kind of textbook because if you want to study and how to like get heat and yep. if if you're working with like if you are a certain level of a of a wrestler in terms yes. of skill set and you and you're working with people who might not match you on a level, it if you, that doesn't matter because these like Tenru and hansen just take these guys who are past their primes and kind of limited in what they can do with their mobility and raise them to their level it's unbelievable but but getting into the match we start off with before even the bell rings daniel holy shit Tenru Tenru decides that he's going to like uh you know, kind of precursor his eventual departure from all Japan. <laughs> uh, metaphorically, uh, by and doing kind of like uh, waylaying Giant Baba that way, by by topeing him, by doing a tope suicida before the bell rings as Giant Baba is making his way to the ring. He doesn't doesn't even get on the apron. He's still in his robe. Tenru does a tope through the ro- ropes and it drives Giant Baba down Maybe to the guardrail, but he's down and everyone ringside is going nuts because they're, they're seeing their paycheck like go up in smoke. They're like, oh, my God, is he OK? Because he's <sighs> the guy who signs all our checks and they just rush over to see if he's OK. But and this crowd right off the bat, before even the bell rings, they're going nuts because they've never seen anyone do that to Baba.
0: Yeah, and, and, and from personal experience, you know, I've had a promoter, actually a promoter here in Canada who said, you know, one time I asked him like, How how would you like me to start my match? And he said, I think it would get really hot if you just jump the guy around at right the beginning and dive out onto him. No one would expect it in this kind of stylistic match and and here it works, it's the same thing, you know, who would expect Tender to dive out onto Baba? I'd like that you <laughs> you referenced the metaphor of, What was it? It's less than six months before yeah. he's gone, right? You know? Yeah early 1990 and he's off to SWS and, uh, and yeah, there, I don't know. There's five or six young boys all in the matching track suits who are attending to Baba for five, 10 minutes, something like that. I don't know. It's a lot. Uh,
1: I, I, I'm sure it feels like an attorney for Russia because now this has now become a handicap match because now Russia is in the ring by himself with both Tenru and Stan Hansen. And I have my notes. Oh my God, he is fucked. <laughs> because these are two of the stiffest wrestlers in the history of wrestling, let alone all Japan and Rush Kimura. How old is Rush Kimura at this point? I you didn't look. look.
0: I think he's a little younger, but like he's, <laughs> right, around, he's right around 50 as well. For- he's
1: right around 50 and he's going to be in there with
0: Hansen and Tendry. He looks a little bit more spry. It's funny though. You can tell who's who pays the checks though because – don't get me wrong. They they give it to Baba. There's some some pretty hard chops. There's one sequence in particular where they take turns chopping Baba. But you could tell that they're like, okay, Kamara, you can take a little bit more of a beating than Baba can. Because there's, I mean, there's some real hard lariats, some real hard kicks. Like, they do not take it easy on Kamara. Not, no. not, not whatsoever.
1: So so Tenru basically starts the assault by by attacking Kimura with chops and stomps. Hansen bludgeons him with stiff forearms and kicks, but you know Kimura he's a tough dude. He's like shoe leather. He violently fights back with the only thing he can really do, which are headbutts. So he yep. just he starts headbutting Tenru, grabbing his hair and trying to exact revenge for for Baba. Uh, there is there's a bulldog by Kimura for for a two count. Unbelievable uh Hansen tags in but Kamara has head butts and an eye rake waiting for him this is is a very simple offense but but my god it works for this man for for Russia. Kamara
0: i i like i'm i'm all about you know minimalism and i'm all about maximizing uh minimal output right and like if you were in there with those two and you had the skill set of Rush Kimura and you're, you know, that advanced in age, you throw what you can and the man made his living on headbutts, so you throw headbutts and and they're effective to a point, but uh but yeah, that's kind of his bread and butter and that's what he what he does to take it to those two.
1: For a little bit of variety though, uh, there is a lariat by Rush Kimura on oh, Stan Hansen. I remember that um, and, and and Kimura tries to open up Hansen with these punches. Uh it's it's weird. This is the point in the match where I feel like Hanson's just like, what do I do with this guy? Because he looks very confused at, yep. at, at at in this point of the match with with Kimura being on the offense on him. Because I'm sure usually like Hanson's the one dominating him in in tag matches or whatever. Uh, but it, it it also comes kind of kind of cross like in the kayfabe sense. Like I I I can't believe this guy's still fighting back. I like every with everything me and Ten were doing isn't keeping him down. So there's kind of bad as well. It was like in the kind of like if you if you kind of want to keep it kayfabe, yeah. In, in the way you want to watch it, it's like okay, he's really like throwing them off their game now because they don't expect this kind of retaliation from from Kimura on onto them.
0: Yeah, and that's I mean that's what leads to you know kind of things escalating, right? Honestly, and and that's. Leave it to Stan Hansen to, uh, to escalate things into a, basically a bar fight and, uh, and do what he has to do. But yeah, it's, um, it's absolutely storytelling. It's, it's escalating. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure it wasn't laid out you know, spot for spot, but I'm sure it was like, okay, we're going to sell for this guy. And then we're going to have to come at him even harder from different angles with new levels of brutality uh, to you know, even the score. And, and that's what they do.
1: Yeah, I mean, so Hansen's kind like not knowing what to do with Kimura. So he tags in Tenru, who levels Kimura with with a laird of his own. Uh, Tenru rains down chops, but you know, Kimura keeps fighting back with his headbutts. The crowd are into this fight and start chanting Kimura's name, which is like, it's just great, great to see. Cause I I would assume that he doesn't get that many chants of his name. Like, like, probably not. Not this right? This loud. Yeah. Uh, Tangriu hits his uh, signature Enziguri, which I love. I like how it's kind of like just just comes across. So he doesn't like he doesn't do it like most other people do, like like how Owen Hart did his or how like someone like like Kawada would do one or or Jushin Liger or something like that. He just kind of just kind of does like kind of a hooking version of the Enziguri.
0: I refer to it as an old man falling out of bed, but um, it's literally he doesn't even leave his feet really until like the last possible minute once the one foot has gotten up high enough to make contact then he leaves his feet it's not even really a jump it's just kind of a... yeah there's a kind of a crescent motion it's it's beautiful in its in its you know kind of earnestness i guess it's cuz it's not really beautiful but it's it works and it's distinctly tender like it's definitely I, i've never seen anyone else try and do it like him so i don't think it would
1: work for anyone else i think because he's just like i'm going to i like this move i'm going to do it i'm going to do it the way the way I can do it and he doesn't try to be something that he's not, which is which is fine. Which one of the great things about Tenru. He yep. he has such a great simplistic moveset, but it's so effective because his timing in everything he does is is so good. Say goodbye. so from here, Hansen comes in and tosses Kimura to the outside, and this is where this is the escalation you're talking about, Daniel. He bashes <laughs> Kimura's head into the railing, which is probably what what causes Kimura to bleed, but maybe not because there's there's more. The the big Texan then sets up one of those Japanese folding tables, which don't have much give, and I don't, as far as I know, they are not gimmicked back in the back in the 80s. No, I don't think uh, so. And 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 he proceeds to ram. Kimura's head into this table. Uh Tenru then throws a the table into Kimura's head. And Hansen does it again because why not? He's Stan Hansen and he, he he's known for this. Hansen continues with the destruction of Rush Kimura's head. We we then cut to a shot, I think, just to to you know maybe give the audience uh, watching on television, a bit of a break. We see a shot of Baba being treated with cold spray, and and all the young boys are still like, "Oh my god, is he going to be okay?" Which is great. It's a great scene for like, well, what about Baba? I mean, we might have forgotten about Baba because Kimura's just been beaten, beaten to a bloody pulp, like literally by Hanson and Tenru at this point. So we 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 need to get back to f- focusing on Baba, which is also smart because you know Baba's not done. Bob wasn't. We're gonna. We're gonna get to it, but sorry. Go ahead. No. 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 Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Uh, but I. Ha- I have my notes. Kimura. Kimura's head is indestructible, <laughs> as he makes his comeback against these
0: two with headbutts. Yes. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, b- now at this point, they're bloody headbutts. Is yes. Thing, right. It's, he is
1: bleeding at this point. Yeah.
0: They literally like. They actually. They take the table and they like rest it up against the post on the outside, so it's got nowhere to go and probably slam his head into there. I don't know, 10 times, something like that. And then, yeah, I mean, he, he bleeds as one does, which blood in all Japan was a little bit more commonplace in the 80s. By the time of the, you know, the primary focus of your show in the 90s, we're not getting as much blood in, in all Japan pro wrestling. I, I think that adds a nice uh, added layer of, of drama to the match. And, and like I said, you know, he, he uh, attacks them with headbutts early on, they try to slow him down by literally bashing his head in and he still comes back attacking them with more head butts because he's Russia Kimura. And even though he's old, he's resilient and he's bled a lot in his lifetime. Like he kind of made his name as like a brawler and, and a, a tough guy uh, back in IWE. And, you know, you'd see later on, you know, when he was doing those comedy matches, he had a real nasty forehead. So, yes. um, you know, not quite Abdullah the butcher level, but approaching. And uh and yeah, so I, I can't imagine it really he probably didn't even blade, honestly. It's probably just scar tissue and, and impact on that table got him going. And I mean it
1: it is it's pretty
0: brutal to watch like being yeah. ran into
1: like this table constantly by Tenru and Hanson. to the point <laughs> is it, it kind of reminded me of like the the match that you know Nigel McGuinness has with Daniel. Oh, with, with yeah. The, with, with the, with I mean, the... I'll
0: I'll take wood over steel any day. As oh yeah, towards getting my head rammed in, but yeah, it's approaching that level of extreme for sure. And like, there's no hands hands up. Like, it's, oh, no. uh, it's... not Rasha Kimura. No, he'd be no. like, nah,
1: fuck that. Yeah. I'm gonna go straight into this like this brutal. Table. Yeah. And then
0: no hands up as he's making his comeback and and more headbutts. Uh, you know, just trying to to get back to his partner who yeah we do see him getting the cold spray on the floor there's also a moment where they cut and he's still got the robot this whole time that's the other thing and one of the young boys has got i don't know if he's got like a compress or something but he's like massaging his like rib cage and and, i just thought it's so it's so lovingly but obviously it's his you know it's his it's his sensei. It's his, you know, it's the, the well, he's leader.
1: their father too. Like he, he yeah, he, he, he has adopted most of this roster because he didn't have children of his own. So he thought of his wrestlers as, as his kids. So especially at that age, they're probably like, maybe, you know, they're like, oh, this guy's
0: our, essentially our dad. Yeah. You know? Strict and- dad. And he got, got steamrolled right, by Tenru. By no, Tenru. No. Yeah. Uh,
1: so Kimura's making his comeback, but Tenru cuts it off. And it's back to being a two on one beating on Kimura. And and this is a masterclass from and Hansen on getting heat on an opponent. They basically this has been a handicap match, Daniel. And it's just great because it's not it's not boring. This no. this this beating. No, it, it's they they he gets his Kimura gets his comebacks, they sell for him. And then at the right time, they cut him off and then they just take turns brutalizing him. And it, but it's, it, it remains entertaining because if you think of a squash match, like sometimes, you know, someone's dominating another person in a wrestling match. It's not always interesting all the time because it's like, okay, it's just, they're just dominating. There, there's no drama to the match, but this, this has drama for the entire time that Rick Kimura's getting beaten, coming back, getting beaten again
0: it's it's kinetic and that's where a lot of people nowadays like i i've seen way more than my fair share of of boring heat segments not just in tag matches but in singles matches as well because you don't have a kinetic um baby face or or you know person selling working as the underdog whatever you want to call them um but like kimura is you know it's very similar to you know what people refer to as the Ricky Steamboat rule, right? Ricky Steamboat was big about never giving an opponent you know two or three bits of offense before he would even throw a punch. Some form of you know you're showing life, and and I do that now when I'm when I'm teaching younger wrestlers, I I will uh, make an analogy to UFC or or any kind of uh, real fighting. If someone is stagnant if someone doesn't move if someone's not responsive the fight's over right the referee stops it because they're not defending themselves right so why in this simulated form of a fight why would we not defend ourselves why would we not even just attempt a comeback you don't necessarily have to be successful at it but you at least have to show that you're in this fight you're still attempting to to make that tag or or muster enough offense or whatever it is right so uh, I just think that can be a lost start at times. And, and I think Russia does a really good job and they do a great job. Like they sell, you would think these two guys, Tenru and Hansen, as big as stars as they are, as tough as they are, they obviously don't have egos when it comes to selling for these legendary wrestlers from the previous decade, because a lot of people would sort of, you know, they'd look at Kimura, they'd look at Baba and go, uh, you know, but they, must have the reverence for these guys because they really did pave the way, and they were stars of a of a bygone era, and they recognize like you know maybe one day we'll be in these this situation and we'll want people the younger generation to sell for us, so you know they do just such a good job of ebbs and flows and ups and downs, and they and they really do have just an an interesting i I hate handicap matches and this is essentially two back-to-back handicap matches and both of them are just so completely enthralling and exciting the entire time
1: i think also we should mention like rush kimura's facials are unbelievable he has so much personality just from the pain that he exhibits on his face especially when the blood comes out like but the struggle that he will not like he you're gonna have to kill him to basically stop this match like for you to be and i would believe i would believe that He, he oh yeah he gets that across you know it's the, the facial expressions are so important it, like i think baba must teach something in the dojo about facial expressions because you got like so many great people who have facial expressions in all japan like you know in this case it would be like kimura but he not that he was trained in all japan dojo but maybe he taught facial
0: expressions to people like kawada or something like well, that. well and like, kawada and kobashi are both all timers when it comes to that stuff right so i mean there's definitely that's something that was passed on absolutely i have to imagine
1: uh, from this point, Tenru <laughs> lays the boots to the cut on Kimura's head, just being a vicious bastard. Uh Baba finally rises from his uh, prone state on 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 the ground, and this crowd is electric, just goes completely electric to see that he might actually be part of this match. That he he's okay, because everyone loves giant baba. Yep. He's uh he's a uh, cultural icon not just in wrestling but in the culture of japan like people know who he is who enoki is they yep. know who stan hansen is like you might not even be a wrestling fan you know who stan hansen is that's the kind of penetration that stan hansen had but like have that's you, the kind have of you ever
0: thing. seen the giant the statue of him where i'm the suplexing
1: the the, yeah, the yeah, car yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I not in person but i've seen pictures of it yeah that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's on the bucket list too
0: Okay, that good. In good. Person. We're going go to go see to We're going to see all these things. So. We're going
1: to see. We're going to, I'm going to go see the, whatever new gun, life size Gundam they have in, in, in Tokyo, Odaiba. And then we're going to, we'll, we'll go wherever the statue is and, and get some, uh, ramen or, uh, yakiniku. That it, good. It'll be, it'll be fun, my friend. Uh, but yeah, this, this, so he, he gets up. Uh, Tenru runs Kimura's head into Stan Hansen's elbow. There's a shoulder tackle by Hansen. Hansen kicks Kimura in the head because why not? Uh, Tenru stiff chops him uh, to give a bit of variety to the assault because, like, you know, it can't just be kicks; you got to chop him. And I love Tenru's chops; they yeah. are so loud, and he he's up there with like for me, like Kobashi and Kensuke Sasaki throwing chops is it's just like, and it's 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 it's, 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 it's a crisp sound. But it's also you can see like when he contacts, there's like this. It's it's a it's kind of like getting hit with a
0: like I don't know like lead or something like that as well. I feel there, he's an all timer and those chops are absolutely hard. And I think he's like I've never you know seen him live, but I think he's like you kind of low rate. I think he's a really big man. Like I I get the impression you know he was a former sumo, but I, I think he uh, he's got a lot of. Of power to throw behind those chops you know i mean so. he's he's i think of similar size to jumbo yeah I mean, jumbo is a big
1: dude like a yeah. japanese guy big
0: japanese guys right so yeah yeah
1: uh so baba is finally on the apron and the, and the crowd intensity rises uh seizes sees this and keeps kicking kimura in the head and as uh as hansen goes for a cover baba comes in it, 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 like not into the ring, but he just puts his his leg through the ropes and stops on Hanson's head, and, and it pops his crowd because they're like, "Yeah, Baba did something." Uh, Baba is all fired up. This is great. This is one of my favorite parts. Is all fired up from the sneak attack from Tenru and the mugging that Tenru and Hanson have been perpetrating on Kimura throughout this entire match, and he he wants to get in. He wants to beat the shit out of these two. Uh, at one point. Uh, sorry, Tenru has to just keep assaulting the cut on Kimura's head with elbows, knees, and stuff. So that's their focus, not just you know like his head in general. They're focusing on the cut on his yep. head. They just want to make him like you know pass out from blood, ex- blood, blood uh, deprivation or 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 whatever. <laughs> I'm i at a loss for words. That's how great this match is. But at one point, uh, Tenru drops his uh, top rope backwards elbow for a two count. Uh Tenru hits his enziguri and decides to chop Baba on the apron. And now Baba is even more pissed than before. And this crowd really, really wants to see Baba in this match. And it's great. Uh,
0: it's the it's, you know, we're we're building the kid, the kettle's about to boil. We're we're getting to that point where uh we're gonna get that hot tag and, and everyone's just gonna come unglued. And and yeah, it's it's a really nice, like natural progression, right? You know, we have uh like baba sells that tope forever but then he doesn't just you know he's back on the apron and he immediately gets in like but he's okay. also
1: rubbing his rubbing his side as well like he's still he's selling
0: it and like and you know yeah he's back on the apron but like kimura needs to find an opportunity to to get to him you know like i think it's it's not instant gratification right we we make the people um it's like i don't know storytelling back in the day it was it, it paid off um people had had more patience i feel <laughs> and, but
1: i i do think there is like with ten root going to attack sneak attack baba on the apron yeah. that that adds that dynamism and like you're the kinetic aspect
0: that you're talking about yeah here. and and that's like a classic you know southern style tag thing you know where if you you're getting the heat on someone and you try to go the other guy in or you you know hit him off the apron or um, I say southern style, but it became you know it became a thing in all Japan very much. Yeah. For sure that they used all the time, um, but yeah, that just uh, that just prolongs the inevitable and and just builds anticipation. And certainly, this crowd were just eager to finally get that tag. Oh,
1: well, well, they don't have to wait long because at this point, Tenru charges into the corner, but instead of connecting with uh, Kimura the way he wants to, Kimura uh, he 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 has a headbutt waiting for Tenru. And from there, he he's able to finally tag in Giant Baba and uh, Daniel. This has to be one of the greatest hot tags in history of wrestling.
0: I and I'm not being high, being certainly high, you know, from a 50 high-molic. year old man. I, I think it's up there. <laughs> we might not have the the kind of athleticism that you would see from certain you know classic hot taggers, you know Rock and Roll Express or or more modern examples, but uh, but he just unloads with like you know 10 minutes of pent up you know selling on the floor and and seeing what they're doing to his partner and it's like every it's like a giant baba unloading the clip like like picture that in your head and it's that times 10 honestly it's it's
1: beautiful but i'm also talking about like the crowd reaction to this tag it's pretty amazing
0: It's, it's it's honestly yeah it's great and it's like how often do you see this guy, especially at this point in his career in this scenario, you know, like where they really do this masterful job of, of building anticipation in the crowd. So when they finally get to see him, like he is a legend, like you say, and you know, he's someone who kept himself on the shows, but really, you know, by this point, he's not working a ton of main events and it's, it's almost like a a homage to foregone, you know, like times where he was a, main inventor, and he was a superstar, and and maybe we're going to get to see him do it again, you know, for for old time's sake.
1: So Baba's house of fire. He hits Tenru with a big boot and gives one to Hansen for his troubles. There's a Russian leg sweep by Baba. Uh, Hansen breaks up the pin attempt. Baba attacks Hansen, but here comes Tenru to cut him off. Then they this is where they start double teaming Baba, but with the big boots and and the the Russian leg sweep, like the crowd are getting. Uh, you know, Baba's greatest hits in, in this, in this hot tag. And they're, and they're going crazy. They love it.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, uh, it's, but, but the same thing, you know, we, we, uh, it almost turns into, we we get this amazing hot tag and then it becomes like, it's a fight. It's very back and forth and like they sell a really well for Baba and it's, it's really, um, yeah, dynamic, you know, and it's uh, that kind of carries on throughout the rest of the match. And, and Baba is kind of treated like, you know, like a superhero that he bites off these two guys because now the rules have been reversed. Kimura's on the floor being tended to by the young boys. I don't know. Uh, he he eventually does get up on the side of the apron. But for the most part, he's he's done for, for this match.
1: So, you know, Baba does continue hitting. Like they start double teaming, but he's, he's able, like you're saying, he fights back. He hits a lot of his other signature moves. Like uh, the part where he drives his opponent's head into his calf with like a stomp, yep. uh, the Baba, the giant Baba overhead chop classic yep. be the, the kind of the dropping neck breaker that he
0: does. The, di- the diving neck breaker drop is like, a, that's a low key underrated move. Like Bret Hart would do it obviously, but like not a ton of people ever have used that move. I, I I've always loved that move. I think it's for Baba. It's, it, it looks great because of his height, you know? I, I think you're right. And, and just his mass, right? Like, is that that wide torso that doesn't really match the proportions for the rest of his body, kind of driving him and his opponent down to the mat. It, it's it's a cool-looking move.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hansen is able to to cut off this comeback because he's ta- he starts attacking Baba's bad ribs with a chair. Yeah. Uh, Baba, But Baba gets the abdominal stretch on Tenru. And 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 Hanson comes in, breaks it up to to a chorus of boos from the fans. They they don't want to see their beloved hero Giant Baba be be treated this way with bad sportsmanship on the hand at uh, you know on the part of Stan Hansen here. Uh, Tenru slaps the bad ribs, and Baba comes back with another overhand chop. Uh, Hanson tags in and goes for the ribs as well. So now it's like you know first they they targeted Kimura's head and then hit the cut on his head, and now
0: beautiful psychology
1: just we got the ribs on baba let's go for those
0: i it's yeah it's it's a master class honestly it's it's just so um and, and at the same time like it's not i don't think it's obvious or you know over like yes that's what they're doing and, and that's the selling that's happening but it's not this like melodramatic you know the, the selling is very natural and, and subtle and like you know, you, you would could watch this match and not even really notice, like, oh, that's the story of this match. you just be like, well, these two guys are just kicking this guy's ass. But there is this little, uh, this added layer kind of woven through that it's just smart. It's, you know, that's what makes, you know, that's what takes a good match and, and makes it a great match, a, as far as I'm concerned. You know, just yeah. added added depth that you pick up upon repeat viewing.
1: So there's lots of back and forth between the Tenru Hansen team going for Baba's ribs and, and Baba each time valiantly fighting back with his signature offense that, and each time he hits a signature move, it pops the audience every time they love it. At at one point they hit a double shoulder tackle and then double suplex him and then hit an awkward looking spike pod driver. And I think at this point, the crowd are like freaking out because, Oh my God, he is taking
0: these types of bumps for these guys. Spike pile driver's big. They they don't luckily they don't really get get all of it. You know, I can't imagine holding up giant Baba. Like that's a big heavy frame. And Tender's a strong guy, obviously. I mean he gets him up a little later on, spoilers, but um holding him up for a pile driver waiting for Hansen to jump off, they don't fully get the full spike, luckily for Baba, Baba's sake probably, but but still that's a big, big move for someone like that to be taking and, and kicking out of. So
1: you gotta imagine that this is these these moves that he's taking from them. This is all his idea, because like I can't see Tenri oh. and suggesting, "Hey, can we do these to you?" He's right, like, "Oh, hit, do the double superplex on me, uh, double superplex on me, and hit me with a spike driver."
0: I I have to imagine he's he's in the back saying like, "Okay, we're really gonna make the people make make the people have a, a memorable moment." You know, when's the last time you saw Baba take a beating like this? You know, I think. And sure, I'm sure he felt it the next day, but like he you know he knew this was going to be a special match, and there was one moment like I just love how how good they work as a tandem like i we need more tender and hansen like honestly their their run as a tag team is is draw sure because they work so well as a team. there's one moment where they take turns like chopping Baba in the ropes, and tender's naturally right handed and hansen's naturally left handed so They're throwing them from either sides with equal force. Uh, That segment ends really beautifully with Tenu running into a Baba boot and selling it, like, amazingly, like, spit goes flying in the air. And then there's another moment where they take turns just trading elbow drops on this poor (laughs) poor guy. Like, cannot get up. And they probably hit, between the two of them, 10 elbow drops in, in succession. And it's just, like, these are big guys moving at, like, a clip. And yeah i want to see more of them i maybe the secret is having to track down more of that real world tagline i mean the finals is great
1: oh uh, so. you know what i watched i watched the match they had in cork and hall yeah it was it was hansen and Tenru versus saruta and a young kenikobashi and wow. it's awesome it's on youtube it's easily so cool. it's easy to find it was i was just like oh I watch a bit of this and finish it later <laughs> i i just kept watching it it was that, that good. I'll I will watch it.
0: After, I'll watch it after this.
1: Yes, it's it's and and honestly, like I, at some point, I'm gonna review because I I reviewed the finals of this tag league, mm-hmm. uh, Seruta and Yatsu versus Hanson and Tenru for a different show for yeah. someone else's podcast, but I'm gonna do it for this show at some point in the future. It's so and, amazing. What a and, great match.
0: And it's a it's a great match. Like it, it gets kind of overshadowed because the eighty eight finals is what everyone talks about, which is you know, Tenru and Kawada versus Hansen and Gordy. Yeah. some people say is the best, you know, match in the eighties for all for all, all of all Japan, right? Um so eighty nine yeah. gets overlooked quite often, right? But it's, you know, it's just as good. It's a it's a uh, great,
1: yeah. I think like Yoshiaki Yatsu would will like blow people's minds because I don't think he gets enough credit for He's what an amazing a wrestler cred-
0: he was. Such a good wrestler, you know. A great, great team with Tenru. Great team with, uh, or not Tenru. Great team with uh, Choshu. Choshu, yeah. Choshu and great team with Saruda and and yeah, like. I mean, I certainly didn't have a frame of reference for him until I got deeper into my fandom. Because when I first started watching Japanese wrestling, he was running his own promotion, the Social Progress or whatever the the right. was. Right. He was basically a glorified jobber in pride, losing to our fellow Canadian Gary Goodridge uh, and taking just like horrific beatings in the process. So, um and subsequently, like, I think he's lost a leg, maybe. He's lost a leg, life. but
1: he's still, he's still he. I've seen wrestling. him
0: walking with a prosthetic and... He's uh, wrestling
1: with a prosthetic
0: in DDT. That, that's crazy. Amazing. That's crazy. You know? Yeah, hopefully he's doing okay. But, but yeah, anyways, underrated wrestler. He's running underrated. League. Very underrated, yeah. for sure.
1: But, but back to this match, uh, Tender and Hansen, uh keep the hits coming because they hit a power bomb double team and Baba goes down um at, at one point kimura grabs hansen by the leg uh, as like i think hansen's shooting into the ropes yeah hansen and kimura sees his opportunity to try to help baba by grabbing by the leg to prevent him from i guess hitting the lariat yep. but but hansen frees himself and decides hey kimura fuck you hits him with the sick looking western lariat that uh you know i think this is what knocks him down to the ring back to the floor again yep. and then uh Hit uh, Tenru hits another Enziguri on Baba and hits the ropes twice to charge at Baba, but is this is great? He hits he like hits one side of the ropes, hits the other side ropes because he's he's like building up speed and power. But as he's about to hit Baba, Baba is ready to hit him with his big
0: boot, and it's glorious. Yep, yep, and that's that's the spot that they actually go to it twice. The first time Tenru just kind of runs in. Eats it second time. He tries to build up a little more momentum and still eats it. So um, Yeah, it's amazing. And if I'm am I incorrect, is that does Hansen come charging in shortly thereafter or
1: so Hansen's going for for like a, a, a Lariat, like close yes. to the ropes, because Baba's close to the ropes, but uh, Baba ducks under Hansen's Lariat. And, yep. and this sends Hansen all the way out to the rope. And I was like afraid he was gonna like land on his head by from his own momentum on outside the ring
0: he he's shockingly i mean into the 90s he was doing topes he was you know still pretty agile for a very big man but yeah he he takes it it goes flying over the top ropes to the floor and here we are we're left with you know the owner of of all japan and one of the biggest stars of all japan tenru and and baba left in the ring to, to duke it out
1: yeah so uh you know Tenru's attempting to do a, another power bomb on him this time by himself it, but Baba's able to backdrop his way out of this uh, but Tenru holds on uh holds on so like he kind of backdrops it but Tenru keeps his grip around keeps Baba's grip keeps keeps amazing he rolls over and rolls through it I should say and then he hits what I say is a terrifying looking power bomb that almost turns into like an early version of the Ganzo bomb not not quite thank god or yeah. or kind of a a uh early version of the tiger driver 91 doesn't hit that either thank thank god for baba yeah. uh but i i do make a note that this looks like it's an inch away from breaking
0: baba's neck this power bomb uh, thankfully for baba because he's so big there's not the kind of force that we would associate with the Ganzo bomb or the tiger driver 91 where it's like just like up and then driving straight down it's like powerbomb doesn't quite get him to where it is it's a nasty angle don't get me wrong he lands him basically just right on his neck and folds all of his body weight over even if it you know even if he hadn't dropped him from a height i think he wasn't kicking out just from the you know his entire weight and tenru pressing down on him right but um yeah, it's uh, it's the first time I ever saw Giant Baba take a power bomb. Certainly, <laughs>
1: <Yes>. So <laughs> maybe the only time. Like I can't think of him doing too many, especially post eighty nine. At this point, in his probably in his not. Night. Yeah, it's
0: it's uh, it, it looks like it would keep him down for a three. Yeah,
1: and it it does one two three Tenru Jincher Tenru has pinned Giant Baba in twenty minutes and twenty two seconds. Tenru is the only Japanese wrestler to have pinned Giant Baba in any kind of context in an all japan ring so singles tags whatever he's the only japanese wrestler in, to ever done this. in this
0: match or is that had he done it before or since this is the only time
1: this is the only time any japanese
0: wrestler has I, see, I didn't even have that context so that's that's amazing like i'm discovering this now i didn't even realize okay so i i picked a great match for this show yeah it's a historically <laughs> it's
1: very important because this is the prelude To six months later, Tenry is going to leave all Japan to form SWS, and then after that, folds uh war, and then he becomes a journeyman and he he ends up in New Japan for pro wrestling for a while. And he, in in New Japan, he pins Antonio Noki, and he is the only person, the only wrestler in history to have pinned to have pinfall victories over both Giant Baba and Antonio Noki. And like, I mean, I don't know what if I think that alone, forget the fact that he's such an amazing wrestler and has been part of so many great matches and, and helped really launch a lot of careers in wrestling. Yep. If you think about like just from war alone, yep. but to, to be able to say I hold victories over pinfall victories, it doesn't matter tag or singles. Like Baba said, you're going to pin me to yep. Ruta, who is his, fa- his favorite yep. never got to pin Baba 10 and- pin Baba.
0: And to think, like, Kimura's right there. Kimura could have taken the fall. Oh,
1: yeah. And you and, would think that and, that's and
0: Kimura what... took lots of falls in this tournament, right? But,
1: yeah. You would think but... that would be the finish, wouldn't you? Like, that, that Kimura's... Oh, Kamura's going to tag back in and he's going to... Yeah. But you're right. Like, I was mistaken. Like, Kimura never tags back into this match. It's just one... It's just a single, <laughs> tag, single a single tag. A single tag from the yeah. Babyface team is unreal. It's so amazing. But, yeah, Tenru, Inoki and baba like, i i think about that just right now i'm just like blown away that's crazy he's in, he's like he's also like one of the few people to hold you know the the IWGP heavyweight title and the All Japan uh triple crown i i just wish like masala like said you know what you can hold the GHC title the for like for like a month cuz then he would have been the first grand slam yeah. of of, Ken, of Japanese like that right i think kensuke was First and then Mudo. Oh, yes. And then, then, or I, yeah, then Takayama. And now, yeah. and now Kojima. Yeah. Is, is, is part of that Grand Slam club. And I, I kind of, Keep keep it
0: exclusive. Don't don't let too many people into that. Closet. Don't water it down. No, 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 no. keep it special. As, as as when those guys who had the reins in in the nineties and the two thousands early two thousands. Right. So, um, you say that you know he launched a lot of careers, and he obviously did it with war. Even some names that people don't necessarily associate with war, who are still going to the to this day, like uh, Tomohiro Ishi, but. Uh, uh, inadvertently he kind of helped strap the rocket to Misawa as well because Tenru leaving is what forced Boba's hand to having to push more of the younger talent going into the nineties and that's why we get that classic Misawa win over Jumbo Saruda mm-hmm. at uh, Budokan Hall in, in June of nineteen ninety, right? So For
1: sure. I mean like if you talk about like people that got their start with Tenru in his in war, there's masaki mochizuki there's not not it's kind of i still think even like ultimo dragon even though he was had a career before but like being in war and yes. having the matches with chris jericho chris jericho got his start in japan with yep. war same with lance storm yep. uh you know uh ghetto and jato because they were aligned with samson fuyuki i think first in war and then they they kind of branch out to do fmw later on join fmw yep.
0: afterwards he, the first promotion japanese promotion to bring over ray mysterio jr psychosis yep. Juventud guerrera was was war so yeah
1: there's a great story i don't know if you have ever heard from lance storm where he's like he's like he says ten the best boss he's ever had in wrestling i've heard that
0: before yes yeah,
1: because like he's in japan when his first child is born and ten says oh i heard you you're bait you, your wife just had your first child congratulations shakes his hand and then Lances Storm is like a
0: giant wad of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's what kind of guy he was. But uh, I have a little surprise that I actually dug up for this. I was going to oh? show before we get off of the subject of 1980s All Japan. But I don't think I've ever shown this like online or I've never taken a picture to post on Twitter, but I dug it up. This was something that years and years ago I was at a friend's house and they had this just hanging up in their bathroom and... Didn't understand the context of it whatsoever. And I said, you have to give this to me. And so, I'll show it now. I don't know how well it's going to show up on, on the camera. But this is oh a God. an All Japan Pro Wrestling 15th anniversary. So, 1987. Wow. It's a bath towel with the entire roster as caricatures of, of That Eddie.
1: is freaking amazing. Oh, my God. Front, front a- and d- center
0: front and center is baba and saruta and Tenru. they're all on there so there you go please you send a picture hyped. of that to me i gotta well, I, see it I'll, in... I'll take a better picture so you yeah can it on it yeah that's but, amazing uh, it's, well hey we get one of my all... most prized possessions so
1: we get a lot of exclusives on this on on this show <laughs> from, from, from daniel macape here including like this incredible rare towel of yep. from all japan's
0: Fifteen that, 10, my that's my really amazing. Just using as a towel for like a decade before I discovered and said, you have to give it to me and stop drying yourself with it.
1: <laughs> well, thank God you saved it from, yes. from, uh, from fading from too many, uh, it's pretty exceptions. faded already,
0: but yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, well that brings us to the end of this match. And, and I, I, my thoughts are like, again, I've I've said it, it's, it's a masterclass in getting heat in, in building towards uh, a hot tag. And if, if you're into wrestling, uh, like being, becoming a wrestler or are a wrestler, you're watching this, like watch this match. If you haven't already, and uh, just study it, study it. It's it's a really great, great example of how to be great, a great, great heel tag team, but also just how to be an amazing, Underdog babyface from both Kimura and Baba. We I don't want to just like you know forget Kimura because he's
0: he's so amazing and integral to this match as well. He sets the table and then Baba you know kind of carries on. Yeah, but it's I, I love it. There's literally a single tag, and if you told me going into a match that there's going to be a single tag, and both babyfaces are just going to take ten minutes apiece getting their butt kicked, I'd think that doesn't sound all that interesting or dynamic. But I assure you, it is both things. The selling is amazing. Uh, the heat is amazing. Uh, the psychology is amazing, as we've gone over, and it's an underrated match, and and people don't talk about it as much. So I figured, you know, you can have your six three ninety fours and your six nine ninety fives and uh, your twelve six ninety sixes, which is my personal favorite of the lot. We've already done that match with uh, Brandon Thurston, uh, but I'll I'll uh, I'll take this underrated tag match from nineteen eighty nine. Kind of.
1: Eleven eleven twenty nine eighty nine. We'll we'll make it famous. We'll there make we those numbers famous. I, but, I, I uh, hope
0: it's going to hold up to those other numbers. Well, <laughs> hey, you
1: know what? Like uh, apparently, like a, a lot of people in wrestling like this show. Yeah, I, great. I I like. I don't. I'm always amazed. Like when people tell me, "Oh yeah," like so and so likes.
0: Your, I was going to say you you've had I mean you had Kingston on the show obviously so uh, who's you know obviously uh, one of the more outspoken fans of the style so yeah. someone yeah. who I was lucky enough to wrestle in Germany right before the pandemic so uh, very very nice guy so
1: I am hoping to to meet up with him maybe uh, either in Chicago for for All Out Week as, as as we record this we're about a week out from from me traveling there with. Mike Murray, or, or maybe I'm going to meet up with, with Eddie here in Toronto when AEW comes to Toronto. Oh, we'll we'll see. Yep. Well, you know what? I hope you can make it out to Toronto at some point, and then we can meet up again. Yeah, and I, get a couple years. It's in been a couple, couple years. years, and,
0: and maybe yeah. we could actually I mean, we had a nice conversation at the venue, but it'd be nice to actually spend a little bit of time and yeah. uh, get a bite to eat. And yeah, I, I plan on you know, if we're in the same country. We're obviously very far apart from one another. It's yeah, very for definitely. Country, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I would, I would love that. I appreciate it. And the same goes for you. If you ever have a layover on your way to Japan and you're staying in Vancouver, uh, yeah, I would love yep. to show you around Vancouver. So that'd be awesome, dude. But, uh, I, I didn't want to give you a
1: chance to plug cause the, the, you know, you, you kind of, um, made some announcements recently at, at wrestling shows about the kind of the status of your career. If you just want to, I don't know, like talk about it,
0: uh, yeah. with, with our, our listeners. Absolutely. So, for those unaware, um, you know, I recently made a bit of a, a public statement at, as a part of the SCI weekend in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, if you haven't seen those shows, check them out uh, over on IWTV, which is a great streaming service for independent wrestling. Um, uh, I suffered a pretty bad back injury uh, this past June, and that um, is reminiscent of one that I had like 10, 12 years ago. Um, and for the time being I'm 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 done wrestling for for all of 2022 just doing physical therapy and focusing on on getting healthy again and then come 2023 uh, things are a little bit up in the air at a minimum I will have at least two more matches one in Vancouver and one in Seattle cuz those are are my homes basically my Vancouver's my home Seattle is my second home uh, my girlfriend lives in Seattle I spent a lot of time in Seattle and I truly made my name and wrestled some of my most amazing matches ever in Seattle so I really owe it to that city. Um, but uh, beyond that, I don't know You know, what I'd love to wrestle in Toronto. I'd love, I never got to wrestle in Japan. I never got to wrestle in Mexico. I'd love to go back to Europe. These are all things I, I hope to do, but, uh, but I have a, a really uh, amazing life outside of wrestling. I have really amazing people in my life. And so those things are important too. So, 2023, it, it might be it. We don't know. We'll, we'll see how physiotherapy goes. But at a minimum, you got two more chances to see me. And if you don't already, please follow me on social media, at Daniel uh on Twitter and Instagram. And that's where you're going to find out where I'm at, what I'm doing. As well as, you know, I talk about music and, and yes. plug plug my friends, you know, like WH's podcasts or other friends of mine podcasts. You know, one of the reasons why I, I first heard about this match was uh, my friend Chris Zellner, who does an amazing podcast, Between the Sheets. With David Bix, uh, I know Zellner's is a big fan of this match, and so you know I'm I'm always happy to put over my friends and use my platform to to help grow their platform. So yourself included, I appreciate you having me on the show, and, and I'm always glad to give you a retweet and, and a listen. So
1: thanks. Well, definitely 2023. Come back to the show, absolutely, and, and, and we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe the the gimmick has to be you pick an ex- obscure match. It doesn't necessarily have to be from the 90s. At this point, because from the 80s we- as well.
0: We were the ones who had to upload the last match to YouTube, right? It wasn't even on YouTube. So oh, it's, well, still up, okay. it's still up there. Well, maybe we didn't, I didn't say that. But, anyways, <laughs> check out if you haven't seen that last match and, and episode two, go back and listen to that. Yeah, no,
1: it's, it's a great, fun. great show. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to, to to plug here. Like, you know, at WH Park 9, uh, you know, Post Perez, MC. Post Wrestling. Thank, thank you for, for, here. for making this you know, all possible. I, I definitely play. think like if you come to Toronto and want to hang out, like I think I can I can wrangle uh, John Pollock and waiting team to, to come hang out with us and have a have, have a meal I with el- us.
0: Think that I'm a big enough draw that I can get those guys to, to come hang out. I think so. so. I think I think we can we can make it happen.
1: You just give me a heads up about uh, if you're if you're coming into Toronto, we can uh, make arrangements to get something cool to eat in the city with the with with those at least definitely with at least one of those guys for Sounds sure awesome. all right for for everyone uh hey thank you for listening to the long wine Road row Road. thanks for supporting me the, the show thanks for for buying the t-shirt uh, it's still available it's still popular uh we might be getting something new in before the end of the year i don't know i'm, I'm kind of working on things ideas uh, we'll see uh we're gonna working on some cool guests before the end of the year as well. And, uh, yeah, until next time, thanks for watching and on behalf of Daniel, talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in
1: every delicious serving.